You're listening to KCI 88.9 FM Irvine, Irvine, Irvine Friend us on Facebook at KCI FM And Twitter at KCI FM KCI, talk, music, and more all right, we are back. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. And uh, we had a little change of plans. One of my guests, uh, I think it fell through that he was able to call in. So we'll reschedule Michael Matteo Rossi and his film Vengeance, Show Vengeance. I just want to tell you who we were listening to. We started off with Jimmy Cliff, The Harder They Come. And then that was Kayoma with, um, from Lambada. They're a Brazilian um, uh, band. And uh, again, Off Putumayo Presents World Hits. So standing by to join us is Alex Azmi, and I had a chance to screen his film over the weekend. It was unbelievable. I have to say, I'm, I feel so fortunate because I get to uh, read so many interesting books and screen films and share these great uh, messages with you. And th- this was a subject matter I was not familiar with. So without further ado, I'll let Alex share this with you. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. As I mentioned, your film, To Climb a Gold Mountain, was so inspiring and it was so powerful. Um, could you tell the listeners a little bit about it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, first, thank you very much for, uh, for watching the film and for inviting me. The film is uh, essentially the stories of four different women all the way from the 1850s until now. Uh, the women, all the four women, are of Asian descent. Mm-hmm. And they came from a very drastic, uh, very different backgrounds. And each woman had a story that corresponds to the time that she lived in, one in the late 1800s uh, and then two in the 1900s, and one is alive now. Uh, by watching their stories, one can tell how the, uh, what was the environment at that time, but also what were the struggles that uh, immigrants faced in the U.S., in particular women women immigrants, uh, immigrants in general, but also women Im- immigrants in particular. It was so powerful when I'm watching these young girls who've come from China thinking they're going to have one type of life, and they land in Los Angeles, which was a very corrupt, dangerous place. In that time, it was really corrupt uh, and was also very difficult. Many of these girls came in very young, as young as uh, five, sometimes nine years old, they did not speak the language. They did not know exactly where they're going. And when they came here, they were uh, confined to very small places. But furthermore, they were very scared from non-Asian people. So they mm-hmm. have perceived the white and the Latinos as kind of devils, and they thought uh, that being exposed to them will be very harmful. Uh, so they lived really, really in a terrible, ter- terrible circumstances. Mm-hmm. That was in the early 1850s. Uh, things have improved, obviously, over time. Right. Uh, nevertheless, the stories, uh, while they do not happen here in the U.S., probably do happen in similar areas in the world as we're speaking right now. Sure. And w- one of the stories that was so interesting was the girl who was, um, she was beaten up, and but she still wanted to go back to the people to beat her up because she didn't want to end up, was it with the Tong, the Tong gang? Absolutely. Uh, uh, her name is Singi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of these stories are, are true, obviously. 
think Yi in particular, her story is, is really interesting because she have uh, tried to run away. Uh, the people followed her up, and they tortured her very, very badly. They beat her up. They hung her from a tree. They burned her. I mean, it was really, really bad. But in the end of the day, she was a lot more terrified to be uh, seen or captured by non-Asian people, yes. by white or Latinos. And she came back to them, begging them to take her back and uh, for her to stay with them. That tells you also the mentality or uh, the very limited option that they had as much as or as bad as she was tortured. She thought that this would be better for her than to go to the police or to be found by somebody else. Alex, what made you gravitate towards these social and cultural issues? So the, uh, initially when we were doing the film, we wanted to do something about the history of Los Angeles. Uh, at some point we ran to the story that there was a big massacre in the 1870s uh, downtown Los Angeles in which uh, almost 10% of the Chinese population were killed, uh, the main Chinese population, that is. And we thought that this story is very powerful because very few people knew about it. But then we found out that the story was because the massacre has happened because of uh, two bosses were essentially fighting over a woman, and we thought this woman's story would be very interesting. From there, uh, uh, the story really took shape. Uh, the, uh, the initial struggle that the women have, and then uh, as luck would have it, we found out that, that literally that very week that Congresswoman uh, Judy Chu Mm-hmm. was going to the Congress, and she was passing uh, what's called the uh, Regress Resolution to talk about the Chinese Exclusion Act. And we thought, wouldn't it be cool to show how it was 1,500 years ago? Yes. You know, the slavery, all the, uh, not 100, 100, 150 years ago, yeah. the slavery, all of these things, and how it is now uh, kind of book ends. And then the next iteration of the story was, it will probably will be more powerful to not show contrast them against each other, but to have the journey, uh, have the first woman and then have another woman 50 years later, another woman 50 years later, and another one that is alive now, Mm -hmm. and see how things have progressed over time uh, in a way that it can really only happen in America, that people or a particular person can come with such a very little options, uh, literally as a slave, and then her granddaughters uh, become a congresswoman not her, literally, uh, granddaughter, but figuratively speaking, become a congresswoman uh, with tremendous power uh, at the verge of, like, the White House. When you set out to to do this documentary, did you realize the direction you would be going, or did things evolve as you were doing it? No, it was really organic. It Mm -hmm. was, uh, we were learning things as, uh, we got the whole story before we start filming, uh, but no, uh, from the time, that we had the initial idea until like a, le- a year later when we had the story uh, as a team. We have learned a lot. Uh, so it, the story was grown organically. Uh, uh, we learned in the process for that matter, and we were, uh, we were very moved by the different stories. I'm sure. I mean, I had no understanding of what happened historically to the Chinese and, you know, how they immigrated here to California and what California was like early on. Yeah, it's it's really amazing because, uh, like, for example, you go to Chinatown or you go to Union Station and you go to different areas, and there's tremendous amount of history under these places, but uh, one will not know it 
uh, because there's new building, there's new businesses and so on, unless somebody takes the time to say what has happened here. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, in terms of the relationship uh, between the different races, between the new immigrants and so on, it's so powerful to look at what has happened historically because in a way, you can see it now in the news. Uh, if you just turn the news on, uh, you'll see so many immigrants going from like the Middle East to Europe or from Africa to Europe or from Latin America to, to uh, the U.S. Yeah. And they all have a similar stories. Uh, the, uh, uh, initially, when we had the stories of the four women, uh, we were thinking, how would that be appealing to a larger population? So the initial version of the film was a lot longer and... Uh, we, we had to keep cutting it so the, the story is smoother. But while we're doing that, we did kind of a survey, and we sent it to different people, and we uh, got the demographics of the people, how, how they react to it. And one of the things that we found was really gratifying is that uh, many people, regardless of their gender, men or women, but also the race, where they came from, could relate to the stories of this woman, just in very human, uh, very human level, just, yes. just uh, as immigrants, as people to people. I was wondering if you could tell the listeners, why is it that people did immigrate to California? Was it because of the gold rush? What, what was going on at the time? Yeah, initially it was because of the gold, run, uh, the gold rush. Later, uh, a lot of the Chinese population got involved in the railroad oh, yes. uh, construction, but primarily it was because of the gold rush. Because... You know, this is obviously way before the Internet, and for people to hear, oh, you got to come to California and then get here, and it's, you know, an awful, dangerous experience for women. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when you think of it, uh, in the uh, late 1800s, the Civil War have just finished. Mm-hmm. There's a war with Mexico that also finished, and uh, a very large uh, portion of the population were people that were in the war, and don't have other skills. They are fighters. They might, uh, they might be American. Uh, they might be Mexican. They might be from the South. They might be from different areas. But their primary skill is the ability to fight. They don't have other skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were brought for, for that purposes. There were a couple of wars uh, back-to-back. And the state here, a lot of them stayed here in, in California, which at the time would have been a very inhospitable uh, area. Uh, in addition to that, there were very few women, literally in the range of about one uh, woman for every 20 men. Um, and once you take the, uh, uh, because of that, you would expect that, that a portion of these women would have been brought, um, you know, that they would have been in prostitution. Right. Uh, a portion of them would have been brought against their will. Um, so it was a very, very difficult time in general for men and women. But tremendously more difficult for women, tremendously more difficult for women immigrants, in particular for the Chinese ones, because they did not know where they are and did not have the option to go back. Right. And there was so much disease, and uh, it was just, it was terrible. Oh, there, there was so much uh, disease. There was uh, uh, a lot of poverty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were confined in uh, very small places. Uh, the society in, generally, uh, in general were not very... Uh, they associated with them with, uh, with diseases, with, the, uh, with prostitution. So yes. they were also hostile to them. Yes. The newspaper were always difficult, uh, was putting them in a negative light. Uh, once in a while, there will be uh, kind of uh, uh, 
people come from other areas and say to, to clean to clean the uh, the Shanatan and what they really meant is to, to get rid of the uh, the uh, the women that work for work as prostitutes in this area. Yes, I thought it was so interesting how they showed a map of the different buildings, and um, that they there was a description of a, a building and no one knew what it was and it says the house of ill fate is that what it was uh, house of ill fame yes yes <laughs> so most of alameda street which is uh, currently union station the area of union station immediately uh, i would say immediately uh, one or two blocks north of uh, the 101 mm-hmm. would have been the red light uh, district at the time the trains came in in this area so it was not union station but the trains came in this area and the uh, Chinatown was in this area, and some of these girls will go out to where the trains are and uh, try to solicit business. Incredible. Tell me, because we do have to wrap up soon, what are some of the things you're hearing about this film? So it was uh, really one of the uh, gratifying things is that a lot of the, most of the people that watched it liked it, and again, uh, they could relate to it in a very human base, a very human level. Just uh, seeing the suffering of of the uh, of the different women that they could relate to it, but more importantly, it is really inspiring because uh, as you look to the future, uh, you see that there's tremendous amount of of opportunities now for new immigrants or for the women that, that uh, or for uh, people regardless of the race who are born here in the U.S. and have tremendous capabilities, tremendous opportunities, as represented by uh, Congresswoman uh, Judy Chu. Yes. Uh, the uh, for for the most part, it had been uh, perceived very uh, very well. That's wonderful. Could you just give the website out for people who want to find out more about the film? Absolutely, it is uh, www.goldmountainmovie.com. Perfect, Alex. I want to thank you so much for calling in. I really enjoyed your film, and congratulations. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate you having me online. Take care. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. That was Alex Azmi calling in to talk about his film, To Climb a Gold Mountain. And we'll take a quick little break. And then Leslie Lepage is going to call in and talk about uh, the wrap-up of the La Femme Film Festival. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.